we, we, we should rap about things that we like, like, like food. That's what? You bugging ass Jeff, you know it. We're gonna be like the Partridge family, but with food. You like food, don't you? Got any uh, white bread? Yes. Go away. I am the spaghetti. Duval, you're not the spaghetti. I am the spaghetti. Let go of the lid. Just spaghetti in here. Is this organic? Sure. Is it grass-fed? Yes. Cruelty-free? What's so special about the cheese maker? As the saying goes, you are what you eat. And I am freaking cheese. <laughs> How are you, sir? <laughs> Welcome back to the podcast. Uh, I, I actually had set my alarm this morning. I was going to get up and do some yoga mm. because uh, I'm finding it hard to get motivated this year. Yeah. After eating lots of really good food and drinking lots of beer and wine over the break. Yeah. And uh, so I set my alarm quarter to five, and the boys woke up before my alarm went off. <laughs> to get up and look up the babies instead. Oh, see, you have great intentions. Yeah, well, for a week they'd woken up at half past five, so I thought, oh, well, I'll get up. I'll just do, like, 20-minute yoga. I'll get up at, at um, you know, 20 to five, bash out a quick yoga session, feed the boys, <laughs> take them to daycare. Not to be. No. So instead we're eating blue cheese and drinking red wine. <laughs> I've been so good this year. How was your Christmas? Had a great Christmas. Yeah. It was good. And actually it was quite controlled. We didn't pig out over Christmas this year. No. Um We only cooked like, you know, I'm that traditional sort of guy that wants a few traditional things on yeah. Christmas Day. But we we had a ham that I, I get a ham from work every year. We didn't even cut the ham. I did some roast pork and some veggies. Like it was just like a Sunday night roast, really. Yeah. Well, we kind of had the whole debacle. We went turkey, pork, and ham. And prawns? No prawns. Prawns, you? oysters. Also, for lunch, mm. we had prawns, oysters. Um. And like some snacky kind of stuff. Can't remember what now. Turkey empanadas. <laughs> I'm gonna do that brilliant uh, podcasting thing of showing you a photo. Yeah. <laughs> because that works so well on a podcast. But um, check this out. We went. We went oystering when we were up the island. Yeah. And um, I, I don't even. How many people live on Curtis Island? Uh, live full time. They're saying probably like twenty or thirty. Yeah, right. In in South End. Um, oh wowza! So that's a black licked oyster. Yeah, right. That looks delicious. So we got a heap. all big and plump. Mm. For those so of you that can't see it, <laughs> I've got. They a, look quite large too. I've got a friend that um, absolutely loves oysters. Oh, and it was okay. her birthday. And I've never seen one of those blackwood oysters up there. Mm. So I, um, yeah, I grabbed it, kept it in, like, it was on a just a loose rock mm. when I knocked it off. And I was mm. like, wow, look at that. 
So I kept the rock and. Don't get one. You'll have to share. Yeah, well, one black <laughs> one. I got lots of oysters. But yeah, I brought this back and said, "Here you go. Happy birthday." There's an oyster. <laughs> oh wow! Mm. So you can just go and pick your own oysters. Mm. If you know where to go and the tides are right, yeah. Wow! I remember when we were young. My dad was picking oysters in Marimbula, and the police came. And... Technically, I think you're supposed to eat. You're not allowed to take them over the high tide mark. Yeah. Right. But we ate them in a day, so, mm. you know, and and the way we oyster is quite selective. So, you know, you, you take a big one here and a big one there. Yeah. And, and, you know, as long as people aren't sort of right. ra raping Raging. them, then, then they, um, you know, they're, they're pretty sustainable mm. seafood. Mm. And considering, you know, how much you pay for a dozen oysters at a restaurant, it was probably couple of hundred bucks worth of oysters that we had but i don't even like them i just like oystering oh you don't like oysters no not particularly oh my god but vanessa loves them yeah and and pia and kylie both like them as well and my mum and dad both love them so yeah went and got some oysters oh good on you get out in the water for a couple of hours it's good fun so what were you, you all staying there in one house two houses this time there was too many of us there was, uh, at our place with a tent in the backyard, we had eight adults and three kids. Yeah. And the other place had four adults and three kids. Blimey. So mm. did you all share meals together or? Um, mm. Who cooked? Is that you? I cooked everything for our house except for one meal. Mm. One night they did four kilos of garlic prawns on the barbecue. Oh, yum. Yeah. Mm. Um, and then the other house sort of cooked their own stuff. So, but I, I was saying to you on the phone, I'm the worst caterer in the whole world. Just cook too much. No, I bought too much stuff. Everyone does that though. It's like. At Christmas time, my sister-in-law, she had like 24 for dinner. And that freaked her out because it was too many people. 24 is a lot of people. But they don't eat very much. You think of what you eat for Christmas dinner. Yeah. You're not going to, you're just going to have a little bit of meat. So you kind of got to think of what you would eat and just times that by 24, 24, which isn't much. Yeah. So she had enough food for 5 million people. Anyway, we stayed there for an extra four or five days. And so on day two, I just went, you know what I'm going to do? It's my thank you for having us. I'm going to take all that crap in your fridge and I'm going to turn it into meals. Mm. I'm just going to stick it in the freezer. She goes, oh, thank you. <laughs> I made, you know, I got all the turkey and pork and I made a beautiful big pie and I got all the stuffing that was left over and mixed it with some olive oil and some herbs and put it on top so she had a crunchy pie. Then I got all the other bits of leftover and I made a big pot of, you know, kind of soup. Then we did some, um, you know, she had all this empanada mix left over, which was this dry turkey. So, you know, we mixed all that up and, you know, made phyllos, but we put a sauce with That's it and saying, stuff. Yeah, a bit more. Yeah, you know, because there was heaps of cream left. I mean... It, well, I've been getting into the um, uh, the rice paper rolls, the, the yeah. fresh spring rolls. Mm. And we had... So I'd, I'd had it planned. I bought a duck... And I was going to do slow cooked duck and then just mm. tear all the meat off and do 
the spring rolls with that. But yeah. then when we got to that night, I had so much cold roast pork and all the leftover garlic prawns mm. that I just did some shredded carrot, um, a few lettuce leaves, uh, like a, a soy dipping sauce. Oh. I can't remember something, maybe some mushrooms or something, and then just put all it out, and then just everyone just made the made their own yeah. fresh spring rolls, and that was brilliant. Beautiful. Those cold garlic prawns were awesome. They were amazing. Um, so with the pork. Yeah, but the one, the best one of those, because I've been going a bit mad on them. I did. I can't remember what I did. I did beef cheeks for something the other night. Yeah. And I had two left over, and so I got some. Um, master stock and reduced it down till it was like a syrup like you did here yeah. the other day and then so when it was just at that syrup consistency i'd cut all the beef cheeks into strips while they were cold mm. and firm and then just sort of toss them back into this <coughs> reduction to warm them through and sort yeah. of coat yeah and then put them in same thing just did some some um, I had some mung beans and some alfalfa sprouts and mm. a bit of shredded carrot and and yeah oh, I mean that was yeah. fantastic just that that master stock taste and that that gelatinous mm. beef cheeks oh, beef cheeks are just awesome I love beef mm. cheeks they get any better not really you enjoy your tinto de verano mm. I would never have put squash with <laughs> red wine in a million years so, so yeah. I've learned something new yet again. So, this is what they all drink in the bars in Spain. The locals, mm -hmm. the tourists drink sangria. Yeah. And all the locals drink this. But it sort of looks like sangria, doesn't oh. it? Similar colour. Oh. Well, I, I like drinks where you can water down. So, I like cider because cider you can cram your glass full of ice. Yeah. And then you're drinking a glass of water with all your, you know, with every cider. Yeah. You know, smart, smart. Well, it's an effective mechanism for slowing it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, this is usually jam-packed for the last two, mm. but not today. Well, the last couple of weeks you'd need it. It's been shocking in Bloody Brisbane. hell. Yeah, cut us a mm. break. I cooked for a whole week and did not cook a single potato. Oh. Not once. Did you eat... Salad. 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 <laughs> yeah, lots of salad. Yeah, I got to the end of the week and I had bought a bag of potatoes just as a mm. as a fallback. And I was like, yeah, right. I haven't cooked any potatoes this week. That's a bit bizarre. And I, and I only think we went through two things of sour cream. Like, it just wasn't normal. Jesus, how many you normally go through? <laughs> the first time we went, there was nine of us i think the first time we went and yeah. we went through in a week we went through 12 sour creams and we had to bring my grandmother up and get her to go to woolies and get us another four sour cream it was the big joke we went down to the barge and the bloke goes uh bag of sour cream for beasley I do like my sour cream, but no, more yogurt. And we did, um, ah. oh, I can't even remember what I did it for. Did something one night and I did, like, I had, I bought those big two kilo tubs of yogurt. Yeah. And I just, I can't remember what it, I was cooking something. And um, 
I just cut up a heap of garlic, like a whole head of garlic yeah. and two limes and mixed it back through the yogurt. And we had it that night, but then there was like, you know, a fair bit left over, mm. so I just put it back in the fridge. Oh man, that the next day, when the, 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 the garlic had sort of mellowed and gone all through mm. the yogurt, that was fantastic. Yeah. And, I, and I've been doing more of your um, labna too with the garlic and the chives and... The whatevs. Yeah, and, and mm. letting it sit and, and sort of get firm and then covering it all with olive oil and then just having that on biscuits. That's fantastic. That's right. <laughs> I'm not tempting you too much here with all this dairy talk. Uh, no, no. Well, I'm having a breakout tonight, so yeah. that's good. That'll keep me, that'll keep me going. For those of you that are wondering, I've gone paleo this year because I'm trying to fix my thyroid, which means no dairy, no processed foods, as I'm wiping a big hunk of gorgonzola onto a biscuit. <laughs> but, so, like, you wouldn't eat many processed foods anyway, would you? No, I don't. Because that's like sauces and... Mm. But I eat a lot of cheese. Yeah. Is that classed as a processed food? Or it's dairy. just dairy? Mm. And the other thing that I've noticed, which is quite true, and you can't eat any um, legumes or rice grains. Oh, dear. So I used to eat quite a lot of quinoa yeah. and black rice. I love quinoa and black yeah. rice. Well, you, you've convinced me of the benefits of quinoa. Mm. Anyway, not eating that. And the but other thing that's really Quinoa, as my son likes to say. Quinoa. Are we having soup with quinoa, Daddy? Sorry. He likes his quinoa. Oh, good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> his fa- one of his favourites is your lamb shank. So oh, lamb shank Stewy soup, soup with, oh, with quinoa. Mm. Might have to make that without the quinoa. I'll tell you a funny soup story. You know how you always say, you know, soups for any time of the year? Yeah. I was sitting at work and, and the air conditioning in, in my office is really good. Mm. You know, it's it's... You're pretty... That's cold. Pretty comfortable. Yeah. Oh, you're not cold. Like, I don't know for a jump or anything, like yeah. some crazy air cons, but, you know, it's nice. It's nice temperature. And so I was like, oh, I really feel like soup today. And I'm like, really feel like a creamy soup. I think I have a creamy mushroom soup. So I've always got, like, a couple of bags of mushrooms in the fridge. So I just got some, you know, some dried ones for extra flavour mm. and just celery, carrot, this is at work you're making this? No, no, this is because uh, I, I sit at work doing my work going, mm, what will I have for dinner? Yeah, right. Because that's how I thought you were whipping it out at work. No, no, no. I'm not. That's dedication to the lunch cause I'm right not, there. I'm not that lazy. No, no, this is this is, this is is just my daydreaming. So, like, it, I had to go out and get some, uh, visit a customer. So, I've got all the stuff for it, you know, all the, all the sort of stock veg. Come home. Pick the boys up and it was one of those days where it was like 36 in the afternoon and 90% humidity and, I'm, and we're having <laughs> mush, cream of mushroom soup with like um, s- sourdough and, and like nine ounces of butter on it. I was like, oh, this is really nice as sweat's pouring down my face. <laughs> so it might have been a, an over, you know, I might have been uh, dreaming of winter months, I think. I, I but it's still good for you because then you sweat and then you cool down. Those Indians, I mean, you know, mm-hmm. they haven't got it all wrong. They eat curry all year round, don't they? Mm, hot cups of chai. I need, I need a, uh, I need some some cold soup mojo. I don't, I've never, I don't think I've ever made a cold soup. Oh really? No. Cucumber soup. 
cold tomato soup, of course. Cucumbers. Oh, okay. I really like cold potato and leek soup. Really? Mm. Well, I am growing cucumbers at the moment, so cucumber soup would be a good one. Mm. Is it... What, what gives I it its flavour? I cucumber and lettuce. Cucumber. Well, you, you could... Um, Put rocket in it? Yeah. Kind of starting to sound like a smoothie, though, isn't it? <laughs> Green smoothie. Green smoothie oh, But I would sauté off some onions and garlic and yeah. chilli and stuff. So when you make a lettuce soup, you're not cooking the lettuce. No. You just... I would probably, though, wilt it. Okay. Because I love lettuce in stir... I know you hate stir-fry. Yeah, not my favourite thing. I love lettuce in stir-fry, just at the end, because it just kind of goes wilted. So if you're going to cook off your onions and garlic and stuff, but, I'd just throw it at the end and just make it soft and then pop it in with your cucumber. I'd even put your cucumbers in and get them a little bit sautéed. Just to get some moisture out of them. Yeah, just so, you, so you're not eating a smoothie. You're yeah. actually eating soup. soup. You want to cook it a little bit. And then what, you just puree it yeah. and chill it. Yeah, and you put some yogurt in it, so it's yeah, got a nice okay. creamy, so it kind of emulsifies it and brings it together. Yeah. Mm, okay. And you wouldn't really have that with toast, would you? Maybe breadsticks or something? Well, yeah. It'd be nice to do some nice big croutons. Yeah. Just sitting on top, top and then top. every mouthful had a big bloody Crunch. great crunchy crouton in it. Yeah. All right. Yum. Yeah, I'm hungry. Yeah, I'm hungry too. <laughs> oh, have some more... Cashew cheese. Oh, I'm going to try Have you ever tasted cashew cheese? No. It's really good. <laughs> <laughs> this is the other thing I got the other day, too. Oh, that, that scares me. That's. Beetroot that... and ginger sauerkraut. Yeah. Oh. It's fermented stuff. Just. Oh, you know, you like fermented stuff? No. I thought that would have been right up your alley. Mm. Oh. Give me a try. It's got too much of a beetroot texture look for me to be uh, excited about. No, you like that. I had this last night with chicken. So you're wondering cooks thing that you're doing. Yeah. You went to buy. No, I'll tell you what it is. It is fantastic. A couple of young guys. Hmm. Um, I started this thing called the Makers Club because a bit like you and that they just like to have a go at everything. They make gin. They just like to. They just like doing stuff. And Dom, one of the guys, he actually has a food truck where he sells sandwiches, made big pastrami sandwiches, and so he sells a lot of small goods and stuff. And he's in a band and he teaches music and, you know, lovely, lovely guy. And he and his mate Chris started this thing. And so the first one is this butchery course. So first week, chopped up this pig, this beautiful retired butcher from out of Bow Desert mm. came in and he chopped up the pig in the pieces that they wanted because they had specific requirements because this week we're making salami. So the guys from down at Salumi coming up. are coming up and we're going to start doing our curing and stuff. So they got him to cut it in certain yeah. ways. And tonight we're doing all the curing. And then we're having a week off and then we're doing sausage making. Mm. And then the final week we're just having a big cook up, nosh up. They're getting, you know, someone to brew some beer. and Oh, cool. Yeah, great idea. And then they're doing another thing. Like they're doing make your own wine. They just kind of whatever they feel like. Mm. Well, was, that's what I was sort of, you know, when the cow carves, mm. and I'm extremely time poor at the moment, mm. and can't see it changing for 
the foreseeable future. 20 years. <laughs> oh, maybe not 20 years, but... At least 10. At least two, I think. <laughs> at least two, there's going to be a whole lot of running around with the twins. Um, so I just think it's going to be hard to be getting milk out to people. Yeah. So I was thinking, well, what, what can I do that sort of isn't very labour-intensive? Because cheese is quite labour-intensive and it's a bit hit and miss. You know, mm. I can make a really good cheese. Mm. Um, but then if I get very busy and forget to turn it and wash it and do all that stuff, then, mm. you know, I might make 20 kilos and absolutely waste it. Mm. And you sort of don't want to be giving people the experimental ones. Yeah. You know, I grated a lot of cheese on the pizzas <laughs> yeah, right. when, I, when I was making cheese, you know, that's because that's about all they were good for, you know. Yeah. So I was thinking, yeah, soap. And I had a look at it. And soap's really easy to make. I use goat's milk soap all the time. Mm. It's my favourite soap. You might try some Lantana Land cow's milk soap. Cow's milk soap. That can be one of the products that you sell in your shop whenever mm. you get it going. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm flat out keeping up with the grass at the uh-huh. moment. No, it's good. But yeah, the, the, the I mean, seriously, how fast is the grass growing? Uh, you I've, can watch it grow half a foot and yeah. half a day. I mowed when we got home. I, I took a day off work to mow. That's how serious my grass was. The The... My place, I've got a very secure paddock up the top, but it's not very big. Mm. And I sort of use that as the holding paddock and then they go out into bigger paddocks. And since I've got the new cow, she hasn't, she's losing against that grass. That grass is growing faster (laughs) than she can eat it. (laughs) So it's like, you know, you could see where she kept me in. Because when when I bought her, it was quite dry. This is before we had any rain. And so she's eaten all the nice soft stuff off the top. So she's sort of eaten at a cow head height everywhere. Yeah. You know, everywhere was at that that nice cow head height. And now there's patches that are over her her head, which she hasn't got to yet. (laughs) Which is good. That's a a good problem to have. But, yeah. And she's pretty big, so I'm I'm pretty excited. Mm. Curtis says... that's her cow, and when she has the calf, the twins can have the calf. That'll be their cow. <laughs> so. Oh, so she's in calf now? I bought her in calf, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Cool. And that's what I'll probably do to get back up to um, to sort of what level I want to stock at. Yeah. Because I, I do want two cows, is I'll, um, I'll, when she has a calf, I'll just milk her. Mm. And then in that dry period is when you buy because people get to the stage where they've got too many cows and not enough grass and feed yeah. gets really expensive, then it's actually cheaper to sell a cow than to feed it. Yeah. So that at that time of year, there was heaps of bargains. If I'd had a truck, I could have picked up a couple of cows. Yeah. But How do they deliver a cow? How do you get a cow? My, my farm mate goes and picks it up for me. Right. He's got like... He can do it in his ute. He can do it. He's got a big cattle truck. It all depends on what sort of ramps they've got, what yeah. what he goes and does it with. So, um, but yeah, buy another pregnant cow next year, and then I don't have to. When she calves, I can yeah. send the other one off to get pregnant again. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Try and get a nice little cycle going. Yeah, right. Cool. That's a plan, but like all my farm plans, might not go as planned. I've got good pumpkins though. I've got five pretty good Queensland blue mm. pumpkins growing in the pumpkin patch. Mm. 
which I must have just thrown seeds down and it's taken root because I can't remember planting any pumpkins. Did you check about that fantastic pumpkin salad out of that Adam Lior book? No. He just... I, did, I, I bought that book on your recommendation because ah. you were so oh, keen on it. Everything in it's good. Um, I bought my best mate that book for Christmas. Yeah, right. Because I thought, like, he's, he's a keen cook, but he's not a confident cook. Mm. So like he wants to try new stuff, but it, it can't be too easy. can't be too complicated, and it can't assume that you've got a base level. Yeah. So yeah, I was yeah. going to buy him a Jamie Oliver, and I was walking through the bookstore, and I saw that, and I went, "Oh no, you were really keen on that one." Yeah, so. it was just good. I just he's just got a lovely style, and everything's really simple. But his pumpkin salad in it, he just boils his in it, like just boils it. So it holds its shape. You don't overcook it mm. or steam it or boil it. And then you just mix through it with cubey mayonnaise, salt and pepper, and spring onions. Oh, right. And yeah. sprinkle it with some roasted almonds. That'd be oh, pretty nice. So good. I mean, it sounds so ridiculously, stupidly simple. Simple. But you've got to do it. And, yeah, I find salads a bit like that sometimes. If I don't look up something, I default back to... Well, we've got rocket and tomatoes growing all the time. So it's rocket, tomatoes, mm. avocado if I've got one, mm. um, and some nuts if I've got some nuts, and that's about it. Can't go past that. No. So what dressing would you use for coleslaw? Just mayonnaise? Well, What's yeah, but I mix it. I'll, coleslaw, I'd always do half mayonnaise, half French dressing. Because right. I don't like claggy mayonnaise. Yeah. I like it to be kind of... And also the so French fr- dressing gives it a nice... French dressing is just um, vinegar and olive oil, though, isn't it, really? Well, it's just vinegar, olive oil, mustard, garlic, lemon, salt, pepper. Yeah. You know, a bloody kick-ass, freaking good Yeah. French vinaigrette. Yeah, I don't... Would you make that or would you just have that in the fridge? No, I just make... Oh, well, I'd usually just have a jar of it in the fridge. Yeah. Put a jar of it in the fridge now. That's the one I I make up the same thing all the time. I have olive oil, apple cider vinegar, juice of a lemon, big whopping tablespoon so, of could, mustard. So that, that doesn't need to be made up fresh every time. You no. can make that up and just let it sit there. Because I always thought dressings sort of were better if they were made straight away. Not no, really. No, I keep a big jar of it. Although the olive oil sets, so if I'm going to use it, I take it out. Yeah, let it. You know, now so it just goes back to normal. I'll shake, shake it. It's beautiful. Okay, cool. Because yeah, I. With my salads, I just tend to go apple cider vinegar, olive oil. I've got that big four kilo proper French mustard that I bought. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. That French dude. Um, salt and pepper. French dude. Yeah, that's what he was. He's a French dude. <laughs> yeah. No. Usually in the fridge, I have a French dressing, and then I have that um, Thai nut charm. You know the Thai one. No. It's um, fish sauce, lime juice, yeah, garlic, chili. So basically, what I use if I'm, yeah, yeah. So I always make a big jar of that because if so, I just have one or the other, generally. So that's roughly during what, the week. I just go on a salad dressing. What I use for that when I do the roast pork and I have a um, like a, so last night we had that same sort of salad but with um green apple in it. Oh, and I nice. use that fish sauce mm. sort of dressing instead mm. of a normal one. Beautiful. 
Okay. Because I'm going to do pulled pork, sort of taco-y things tomorrow night for dinner. Oh, right. And so I thought I'd do coleslaw and pulled pork and a barbecue sauce and a bit of yogurt. Sauce and yogurt and creamy right. coleslaw. Yeah. Oh, bloody good. Sounds like stoner food. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of my food sounds like that. <laughs> and then I'll um, then I'll redo my master stuff and freeze it again. I think. Yeah. Right. Because you're supposed to use it what three times and then you and then you've got to put spices back into it. Yeah. Wow. Don't any real hard, fast, fast rules. You know, I kind of use it and then all of a sudden it's disappeared because generally what I do is sometimes I'll boil it and then I'll just reduce the master stock and I'll turn it into a sauce yep. and then I just stick it in a jar in the fridge. And then and I then make up a new master stock because for some, you know, I just, I don't know. Where mm. do you keep everything? True. You know? I am finding it's a handy one to have though. Oh, it's great. You know what? It's good, good bang for your buck. Mm. Because people are always impressed by it. Yeah. They can't believe the flavour. The flavour. Yeah. And um, it's easy because all the work's done before people get there. The other one I like is um, doing, you know, pork spare ribs. Do them in the master stock for a bit so they're sort of cooked but yeah. not falling apart, and mm. then finish them off on the barbecue. No, oh, yeah. I've done spare ribs. Because mm. it's sort of you know, it breaks down the fat a little bit, sort of yeah. renders a bit of the fat out, so they're yeah. not as fatty. Not that I'm against fat, so. But. No. Well, I've told you I've had to go and buy myself a big tub of lard and some duck fat. I've got some wagyu fat. Some wagyu fat. Well, on paleo, you can't, you know, all those oils, rice bran, grapeseed, they're all a no-no. Oh, right. Mm. No oil. Well. Mm. Oh, yeah. So, it's been great. So, what do you use for salad Frying dressing? the eggs in um, olive oil. You can have olive oil. Oh, okay. Or avocado oil. Just nice, pure oils, not oils that have been. What about macadamia nut oil? Yep. That's one of my favourite oils. Yeah, I used to remember, we used to get some great macadamia oil and we used to use it when we made the dips from Duck Creek, you know, people that do the macadamia nuts. Yeah. Gosh, they used to do a beautiful macadamia oil. I assuming they still do. Mm. Yeah, I just, I just love... When you make a salad dressing and it's just it's like mm. that nutty t- taste that you just can't quite place mm. and so like and you're sort of hunting around the salad going where's that freaking is there some pine nuts or something <laughs> <laughs> i love walnut oil i just got walnut oil um, anyway any nuts or nut oil is good mm. so curtis has been his snack of choice at the moment is a carrot cut up into sticks dunked into a bowl of hummus yeah. That's that's all he wants. You can't give him a carrot. Hummus? Where's the hummus? <laughs> like, turned you into a hippie. That's hilarious. Yeah, but he loves it. But, yeah, it's expensive habit if you're born it yourself. So. Yeah. So you're making it, though? I'm just about to, yeah. So I was after any, any wisdom. But Where's you pretty much told me, like, the, oh, that's yeah. what I would have done, add a bit of spice into it. And, yeah. How long will it last for? Well, I don't know. I'm trying to think, you know, we used to make hummus when we made dips. And, you know, we used to put it in a tub and we had a foil covering on it, though. 
But I mean, if you put a little layer of oil across it, it's the same thing. thing. You know, if you, you make a big bucket oxygen. of it, yeah. just put, pop a little thin layer of oil and it should last for a month at least. Oh, okay. I'll sing it like once a week, you know, make it up on the weekend. Oh, and, yeah. Easy. And eat it during the week. Yeah. Because like, you know, you can scale a recipe down to a tin of chickpeas and I've only, I don't, not in the Thermomix cults, I've only got a little food processor. <laughs> There's no holdouts left. Even my, uh, even my sister, <laughs> I, I don't know, I think she needs a visit from, from Fleur, Fleur. because my brother-in-law goes, yeah, it's awesome. It's awesome if you're like eating your dinner through a straw. <laughs> It's like anything you cook in it comes out the consistency of mush. <laughs> I'm like, I'm sure there'd be some stuff you could cook that wouldn't come out like that. I know, because it turns it to mush in about three seconds. Mm. I'm just going to admit. Oh, so it'd be great for dips. And he's like, yeah. Perfect for dips. That's a very expensive dip, Visa. <laughs> yeah, well, bloody oath, it's a very expensive dip. They're fun, though. But, yeah, I... I <laughs> I'll tell you, I was doing a demo for a bunch of, probably not because I haven't seen you. So before Christmas, I did a cooking class for some thermo demonstrators. And I was thinking, oh, bloody hell, I've got to do, I'm going to have to do it all in the bloody thermo mix. <laughs> so I quickly got some recipes and I thought, okay, I'm going to adapt them to a thermo mix. But of course, I got too busy, so I didn't do it. So they've all rocked up. I'm thinking, oh, well, I'll just do it on the fly and I'll make it up as I go. So... <laughs> And um, we're chatting away, you know, and I'm using the Thermomix like a chef would use it. You know, I'm whacking a metal spoon in there and they're all like, oh, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm going, this is what happens in a real kitchen. I mean, we don't all have the little rubber thing on it. So I lost that ages ago. That's hilarious. And then I was trying to make, you know, that Japanese cheesecake. Mm. Do you know that light, fluffy Japanese cheesecake? Anyway, you kind of whip up cream cheese and lemon and stuff and then you fold some egg whites through it or something. Anyway, whatever the recipe was, I'm going, read it out to me. I've never made it before. And then I thought, <laughs> what? I'm going, well, let's, just, let's experiment, shall we, as a group? <laughs> let's see what will happen. Anyway, and it worked out. It was just fine. You know, we totally bastardized the recipe. But, you know, it was absolutely delicious. It was beautiful. And the other thing we did was this, oh, I made, um, was one of the uh, recipes out of Adam Neal's book, but I did it in the Thermomix. You know, it was just all thin and runny. Yeah, you mm. could have had it through a straw. I said, this is what I don't like about cooking in these Thermomix. I said, I don't like it. And they're going, would you have done that at home? I went, no, never. I'm in a pot. That's right. <laughs> well, my, um, my mate who runs a digital media company did some lecturing for, um, Griffith for a while and he rocked up to do this lecture on a camera and he sort of he said I'm sure I've seen this camera before and he's like oh yeah it's that one it's all good I've used that one and he walked in and went down the front to start the lecture and he's like I've never seen this camera before <laughs> and he's like right well first thing you should do is pull it apart so he starts, starts basically pressing all the buttons and just figured it out as he went along Oh, it's funny though, isn't it? Because they're all sitting there. Are you making this up as you go? I'm like, yeah. Kind of. <laughs> it's it's a bit like my phone. People are like, you don't put your phone in a in a 
in a case and I'm like it's a tool if you if you're using it all the time and it's one of the mm. things you use for your work all the time it's a little bit like bubble wrapping your stove yeah or you know people that like keep the the plastic covers on their couches yeah that's ridiculous isn't it I had a friend that used to um <clears throat> used to sorry I'm just checking out with my butcher friends right yeah, right. Okay. I've been stood up by my mate's butcher class tonight. Oh, um, Shirley. My mum and Danielle. Um, what are we talking about? Keeping things nice and neat. Oh, my, this friend at school and her mum used to have everything still wrapped in plastic and sitting off the floor. Off the floor? <laughs> <laughs> like a little chox. Once I did damage the carpet. But I mean, the chocks were damaging the carpet, weren't they? I never got it. And she used to also used to collect toilet paper, so she was a little bit strange. strange. But I mean, the, I think the classic one that people don't get is chopping straight onto onto benches. Mum had a new kitchen at the island. Mm. Um, there's got water damaged, and so like they've never had a particularly good kitchen. It's a bit shape. Yeah. But it got water damaged, and they rang the insurance up, not expecting to to get anything happen and the insurance like hey we get two of these a day you know it, it's not unusual mm. um sure you know went and did the assessment so they got this nice kitchen it's not amazingly fancy but it's nice it's yeah. it, and it's nice and new and it's mm. it's got good spaces because it's better designed and stuff like that but like i think my mum 19 times before i came up said now you're not going to chop on my bench tops so are you? <laughs> you will put down a cutting board. And I'm like, yeah, of course not. It's not my kitchen. Of course I'll respect your kitchen, Mum. Like, What's right. the bench top made out of? Oh, it's laminate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it wouldn't mark if, yeah. you, if you cut on it with a knife. But I wouldn't cut on laminate with a knife anyway. No. You know, I'd be more worried about my knife <laughs> yeah, than the bench laminate. top. <laughs> oh, God, that's funny. We better wind it up, Sal, so you can go and go chop, to the butcher class, chop some stuff make up. Some salami. It looks like I'm going to make it for two people now. Oh, well, two of the bloody laggers. That's more for you. But um, we'll have to do this again next week. Yeah. Get back in the swing of it. Yeah, let's do that. Now that the years. I'll tell you more about my paleo adventure. Yeah. <laughs> I can come and eat all the cheese. Because it'd be so riveting for you. Come and eat all the cheese. I'll and get the... more cashew cheese. Perhaps I'll make some macadamia cheese. Yeah. That'll be good. <laughs> <laughs>